kind of music you like. Ask me if I give a shit. Get your facts straight. Is this a bunch of crap? That is one big pile of shit. Stop, I'm sick of your bullshit. Those stories are all lies. What the fuck are you up to? Chicken ain't nothing but a bird. All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Silver Motion Podcast. My name is Will. I'm Steven. And here we are once again. Uh, talking about a movie. Yeah. Imagine that. Who knew? <laughs> so another, this week... Uh, another uh, desert adventure. Yes, another desert adventure. You know, I was watching this, and I was trying to think back to uh, Green Legend Run, and I couldn't fucking remember anything about it. <laughs> I was just like, how, how, how does this relate and it was like you know i don't remember anything about that i'm sure if i jogged my memory i would but yeah. i d- literally couldn't bring anything up and I just, just made me laugh. i didn't even uh try to compare i didn't even think of green legend when oh I was, yeah uh, watching this well you thought of it right now yeah yeah what, mm, what similarities <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, but this is uh, not Green Legend Run. This is there, uh, uh, there is the similarity of rain being a similarity of rain. The way the way they uh, have rain is this kind of big dramatic thing where it's like there's e- no rain anywhere. Yeah, and, and at the end it finally rains and you feel like returned water to the world kind of thing. But and fucking spoiler alert! <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, we're on the last moment of the movie. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, no, that was I. I mean, I've seen this movie before, but uh, I don't know. The rain thing is is kind of a weird thing. I don't think the book ends like that. <laughs> I don't remember the book ending like that anyway, because I know that the second book, it's like still desert as fuck (laughs) so it's um eventually they're like some plant growth and it becomes more it changes over the books over the the Mm. times but i've only read the first two so i don't know exactly where that happens but what are we talking about we're talking about uh david lynch's 1984 movie called dune that is an adaptation of frank herbert's 1965 Novel, Dune, one of the uh, greatest and most uh, best-selling fucking sci-fi novels uh, in the world. Yeah. uh... The movie, not so much, but... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Apparently it won Worst Picture of 1984. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised. It was not... It wasn't a Razzie, but it was some other... Oh, something else. It was some other weird... uh, horrible movie award it was probably up for a razzie because i would imagine that uh it would be it was not well liked at the time no no i was uh i was poking around on wikipedia on it because i was because this did not 
match what few memories I had of it because I had seen this in uh, like high school or something. Not in high school, and there were things about. It, I'm like, I don't think this was that way before, and so I was looking on the Wikipedia to see if this was like a different cut or something. Yeah, and it is a it is a different cut. There was, there was I was seeing a totally different cut of the movie, and so it was. Huh. Uh, the first thing that I noticed that was is that this uh, this movie actually has David Lynch in the credits. The version I watched did not. It had Alex oh, so you, you saw the the TV cut? Then. Yeah, so I must have seen that cut of it. Which, like, so in a way, this feels like Metropolis all over again. Where yeah, it was just like, oh, because this movie made a lot more sense than <laughs> when I watched it in high school. <laughs> and you saw the one that was longer. Yeah, in high school. So I would. I would imagine I'm, that uh, just being older. Yeah, I think that had a lot to do with it. But I think just the the way it was cut might have been different. Yeah, because I remember just some weird random shit happening in the, in the like. There's a scene. It's like in this movie. It's like very much right at the end where the little girl. Yes. Is like she climbs out of the wreckage and she's in the desert and she's got this knife or something and she's laughing and so. Yes. I remember, my memories could just be totally freaking off anyway, but I just remember that happening somewhere in the middle and just at random, just like stuff was going on and then all of a sudden there's this cut of this girl laughing in the desert and then bam, we're back to something else. I'm like, what the hell was that? (laughs) Well, unless it was some kind of a future dream that like, you know, Paul has or something like that. I don't know why it would be in the middle because she's not around. Yeah, because that doesn't happen until later in the event. So I don't know if that was just my memories being screwed up or just it being cut very differently. Yeah, I don't know. I've never seen that long cut, so I don't know. Yeah, so it just just felt like this was a different movie to than what that was. And that definitely... uh, this made much more sense oh, now. That's so good. That's good. I was like, which is kind of weird because the when I was looking it up on Wikipedia, it was like all the reviewers views of it. They're all like, "Oh, this movie's horrible. It makes no sense. There's no cohesive narrative." I'm like, yeah. I, I don't know. I thought it was pretty cohesive. <laughs> it's pretty cohesive, um, and I wondered how how because you you've seen this before, but you don't. You've never read the book. Never read the book, and so like you don't have any real like foundational dune knowledge i mean i've heard a fair amount about it yeah in terms of what it like with themes and stuff that it was addressing and what some of the characters were about right so i knew that like paul was uh psychic and could see the future and i knew that uh uh these weird the mentat guys were like these human computers that have uh yes do you know the backstory of that though um, not really a backstory of it, but that ju- they're just like super logical oriented, and they're trained to like s- parse yeah, out. But but the awkward the, things. The backstory of that is one of the coolest things about the Dune uh, world or whatever that Frank Herbert created is because he said it in the year ten thousand something, mm. and so at some point in the past there was a version of this world that was like regular sci-fi that was like technologically focused mm. and things. And then there was a, a war with the machines and oh. they basically outlawed <laughs> all thinking machines. So anything with mm. any kind of AI or anything like that, robots, nothing fucking 
they outlawed it, and then the Mentats, the human computers, were then bred off mm. of you know, to become oh. like the the the, re- the replacement for that kind of stuff. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. So like, and you just hear a little bit of that when you read that first book. You just know like, oh, machines were this thing like way in the past and so we we had ai but that shit is like thousands of years ago and so mm. it, it just really creates this really unique world yeah. when you're reading the book that's, that's that you're like holy shit this yeah, is the, like a whole new world i, I gotta say I, I liked the weird chat chant that the mentat guy does when he's like yeah like oh i drink the this thing and it stains my lips and the lips are a warning and yeah, yeah, yeah. like oh what the hell is going on yeah like all of that stuff all of those characters, because there's a lot of characters in this in this right, movie, right. and it can be confusing, I think, because like somebody like we know Patrick Stewart now because we right. watch fucking yeah. Star Wars or whatever, or Star Trek. Yeah, I was I was surprised to see him in here. I was like, oh hey, it's Patrick Stewart. Yeah, and he's like only in it for like a couple of minutes here or there. He's at the yeah, beginning. He's, he's a little bit in the middle, and yeah, he shows up. Fairly frequently, but not for very big chunks or anything. Right. Yeah. And so, like, every character like that that's throughout the whole movie is huge in the book. <laughs> like, the book is this big, epic, sprawling yeah. thing. And the movie hits the major points of the book pretty faithfully. Mm-hmm. But it's just, you know, it's just really truncated down <laughs> to this uh, two-hour, a little bit over two-hour sort of thing. But it's a uh, it's it's a fairly uh, fairly solid adaptation, I would say. Yeah, it's it's a weird story to begin with, like in terms of the way it's structured, in terms of adapting it to a movie, because it 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 yeah. really starts with all of that <laughs> that shit at the beginning before they even get to Dune. Like the whole book is like that. So yeah, yeah. It's uh yeah I, I gotta say it's. It is a very weird world. It's very it strange is. and different from everything else. Yeah. It's uh it's really the book is like the the closest thing I can I can kind of uh say that it's like. It's not really like this, but it's the closest thing is Lord of the Rings where it's mm. this big expansive thing where it's huge history and you know all this shit that happened before but it and it's like coloring what you're reading and the story that you're mm. reading. And like Dune is just like that, yeah. But it's not anything really like Lord of the Rings, you know. It's in a, in a story sense or anything like that. Yeah. It's also time period wise, it's pretty much the book anyway is right on top of Lord of the Rings. It's right in that same uh, era, isn't it? Lord of the Rings was like mid fifties. Fifties, okay. So it's like ten years later. Okay. Yeah. But in terms of of sci fi, in sixty five, like Dune is is like. I don't know what the hardcover page count is, but I mean, I have a paperback and it's like 600 pages or something. Yeah. And like yeah. paperback fucking uh, sci-fi books were not that long. Right. right. <laughs> back in the day, like you 200, 250 maybe. Yeah. I got a bunch of those old like so, 60s, 70s sci-fi stuff and yeah. they do not usually range much over like a 300 page right. count. So this was a, a kind of a big deal for, for sci-fi. It was a big long book. It was this epic story. It had this yeah. whole fully realized world that was nothing like anything else that was out there. You know, he had all these fucking, you know, all these new things built up, you know, it wasn't like built upon technology and stuff like normal sci-fi. 
Yeah, it's it's definitely kind of weird, and that it feels like I mean it's sci-fi, but it doesn't feel. Yeah, it's kind of like a fantasy story too. Yeah, it's it's definitely different than what you would normally think of as sci-fi. Right, right. But still being very rooted in sci-fi at the same time. For sure. Yeah, that's That's what's so cool about it because it's so unique. Right. It just it has this totally different vibe from anything else. Yeah. I. I like the movie because of that. It just it felt so goddamn weird. You know, yeah, and the movie is weird. The sto- the book itself is weird, but the movie I mean, part of that is just David Lynch, but but uh right. Yeah, it's a weird movie. <laughs> like I like it. But I don't know I don't know if it's good. <laughs> because I know Dune fairly well. I I really like it. And so like when things are happening, I know, okay, this is that guy and this is that, you know, so, you know, a guy comes in for two minutes and I kind of know who he is, but they don't really go into who he is that much and stuff. Right. And I just, I don't know if it makes sense. <laughs> like, I don't, I just, I don't know. And it's so talky. And I guess the book is like that too, but just, there, it's just, uh, I don't know. It's a weird fucking movie. It's hard to to really pinpoint why it's weird, but yeah, I mean it has a lot of uh, voiceover narration. Yeah, well, that's part of the, that's yeah because it was a the, much the things that they fucked up with because David Lynch didn't didn't have any of that apparently in in his version. Yeah, I, yeah, it's kind of weird. Like, I guess he knew he was going to be limited. Like, when I was reading the Wikipedia article, what I kind of got a feeling of was that. He did that himself, but he did it because he knew he had to edit it down to a smaller cut than what he did. Well, he didn't really edit wanted. this theatrical version. Yeah, he didn't have final cut on it, but he made like a cut that was but like the... He made a three-hour cut. Yeah. And, and and then Dino De Laurentiis and the other producers took that away from okay. him, cut it down to the current length, and added a bunch of voiceover. Okay. They may, there may have been other voiceovers originally intended yeah. but like there's some pretty i think they're kind of dumb choices to have voiceover at certain parts where where like a character right. is just thinking like some dumb shit that's like yeah you can tell that if you're watching the movie <laughs> right right but, and so like there's yeah like, like this the, is the closest to a david lynch version the three hour one he doesn't have anything to do with the one that that they released as the right, right. the TV cut but um yeah i don't know it's still not like really his movie right yeah there was that weird the one i'm really thinking of is just like a awkward uh voiceover is that one where the one guy's like, oh, I know I shouldn't, but I like this guy. He likes, he's trying to save his men's lives. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> like, we kind of already established that. That's not a... Yeah, because the Duke is like, fuck the spice, get the guys on the ship. and Right. And know. then his little, like, guide or whatever was like, oh, wow. Right, right. Like, I, like <laughs> this guy's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. It's like you can kind of see that just from the right. character interaction. You don't really need a voiceover on that. And so I feel like 
those those dumb <laughs> voiceovers are not David Lynch. Yeah, I, I suspect those are not. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a big fan of his, but I have faith that he is a more competent filmmaker than that. Yeah. And this is early in his career, but this is only his third movie. Mm. But the two movies that he made previous are very... Uh, very coherent and and uh, solid and show a, a, a solid uh, artistic vision of things and he knows what he's doing and so I, I have to imagine that yeah. those are not his yeah, his I'm, additions one I would be pretty sure might have been his would be the little girl who has her all her dialogue is voiced over by yeah but that's voiced that's over just because for, of that yeah it's not an interior monologue or something which is what a lot of the other yeah well i mean she's not supposed to be a narration she's just yeah she's just saying lines and then they wanted to give her a creepy voice so right because she's she's using the Benny Gesserit voice which is like commanding people to do things they right can like, and so she's using that all the time because of the way that she was born yeah. Like she's a thing in the book is a fucking she's a huge fucking character. <laughs> and I mean she's literally only in the movie for a few minutes. I mean just right, here or right. there she just pops up, you see her fetus in one part, then okay, here she is and now she's yeah, talking to but, the baron and Yeah, I love that character. Even no, she's in the movie, great. Yeah. It was just like holy shit, what the hell is this crazy madness going on? Right. Yeah, it's it, it hits all of the the kind of major things maybe not all of the major things but it hits a lot of the cool shit in dune the book and makes it uh you know visual so it's yeah yeah it's it's yeah i don't know yeah and visually it's all just very bizarre and interesting looking yeah it just it looks great the movie itself it just yeah, it does it looks really nice and the effects are cool even yeah, lots of cool effects. L- lots of cool 80s lightning kind of stuff. <laughs> there is. There is Not quite a bit of lightning, that. but weird like rays and bizarre gunfire and stuff. There's some lightning whenever they have the, uh, the uh, worm sign. Yeah, it's yeah like there's like lightning. Yellow worms, lightning yeah. on, the, on the sand and something. like that. There's all those weird like from the freaking like giant mutant space babies that teleport people <laughs> and the guild engineers yeah yes. yeah they're just like spewing out weird energy everywhere and yes i love those, those guys. guys are awesome yeah yeah those guys are, <coughs> they're they're uh yeah mutated by the spice yeah and to uh the spice is an interesting thing because it's technically I suppose you could call it a drug, but I don't like to call it a drug because, like, when you say drug, you think of drug in the, 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 our reality. <laughs> right. And, like, it's not, it's not really like that. It's not some back alley shit where people are, like, <laughs> snorting up spice or something. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely its own weird thing, for sure. Yeah, it's, it's like this mind expansing thing, like, expanding thing, like, uh, psychedelics or something but it's 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 like so much more than that because like these the guild engineers have physically transformed into these things that are like floating in vats of the spice right shit and they're like able to fucking bend fold space because and and uh you know transport ships and shit because of 
because of the sp- what the spice has given them, you know, right. the powers. And so, like, it's it's technically a drug, but it's not. It's just I I wish there was a a better word for yeah, it. Yeah, it seems like half the weird things going on were caused by like the spice being used in different yes. ways, like the. Bene Gesserit's powers also I think they were all Yeah, they were all by the spice. They were all using spice and the 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 Mentat they expand their mind to the level of computers with spice. Yeah. And they it is all like distilled in different ways. So like the the Mentats have red lips because of there's some kind of juice that they drink from spice that like right. fucks their lips up and and apparently makes them grow huge ass eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> right. At least in the David Lynch version. I don't know yes, if that's in yes. the book. But. I don't remember. Yeah. I I read the book like it was probably about twenty years ago now. So like mm. my memories of what is exactly different in this version are are not are not uh too precise. Right. But um the last time I watched this was when I read the book, and I watched mm. uh, I watched the movie directly after, and I remember thinking like, ah, this is a fair adaptation of uh, you know it's a very weird movie, and I don't know that it works as a whole movie, but yeah, you hit all the main points. Right. I definitely liked it more this time though. Yeah. It's just I don't know. It's very emotionally detached. It it is, and that's kind of how I feel about a lot of David Lynch movies. So I think that's just him, but right. But I also kind of feel like Paul himself is kind of emotionally detached. And in this version, he <laughs> is, and I feel and he actually has a line in there, and it might just be one of those dumb voiceovers that yeah. he, where he specifically says that he's not feeling anything and like and wondering about that. And I just feel like I don't remember him being like that in the book, and I remember being i don't like kyle mclaughlin as the as the guy as paul because he just seems so like Mm. blah but uh and i don't i don't remember him being like that in the book the guy in the in the the sci-fi channel miniseries is not like that Mm. he has a you know a little more something to him (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) He was probably the most low key of any of the characters in he terms is, of like everyone is. else is like a more like identity filling role. Yeah, like even like uh, Patrick Stewart, which maybe that's just because it's Patrick Stewart and he's been, he's, you know, all, you know, he's just thing. fun. But <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah, I don't know. I have a hard time with Patrick Stewart. I love him, but I mean. He's kind of uh, just Patrick Stewart in everything that he does. So I kind of just (laughs) immediately see him as, oh, what are you doing here, (laughs) Jean-Luc? Because I've seen so much fucking Star Trek. And, yeah, I mean, because he always sounds the same. Right. I mean, I don't know what he's supposed to do, but... Howdy, (laughs) y'all. I think that would be too weird if he did that. Yeah. Uh, it's like all all the characters just I don't know I kind of felt like they had a good identity even when they were only there for like a little bit here and there like yeah the, like the doctor guy Yue yeah um like maybe not the one like maybe not Paul's buddy whatever his name was the because he was only there for like a minute or two but 
Oh, maybe Duncan, Duncan Idaho? Duncan, yeah. He's a huge character <laughs> in the book. Yeah, I could definitely tell there was a lot more going he's on with him. He's barely in, in this. He's so yeah. he's hardly in the movie, and he's fucking huge in the book. And they there's a whole part, there's a whole thing in the book about they can resurrect people from their corpses, and that's not in the mm. the uh, the movie at all. Because that guy, Duncan Idaho, dies at some point. I don't, right. I don't remember if he dies in the movie, but he, he dies, he and, then did. They, and then they they use his body and like resurrect him as a they call it a gola or something like that, and <laughs> and uh, I don't know. It's hard to explain, but anyway, read the book. It's good. Yeah, I, <laughs> I should. It's I fucking. Should. It's a dope book. I like it a lot. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, like the like all the like. Yeah, Sting is that weird dude. <laughs> yeah, Fade, like, yeah. <laughs> that huge dude, whatever the, the big guy who just throw people around. Oh, that guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I what the fuck was his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't like, remember. Rabin or yeah, something, something like, like that. that. I don't I remember. Called, called him the Beast or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, that guy, like all of these guys were just kind of like memorable and like yeah, and and partly it's because they are in the book fully realized characters <laughs> right and so uh in bringing the movie to life they can just say like okay this is that guy and this is what he is and we can you know distill that into these moments on screen where he, you know it really comes across yeah because yeah. because like I'm saying, I mean, the, the book is really rich. <laughs> right. Tons of shit is packed into that book. So, like, they definitely have uh, a lot to work with in, right. in building all that stuff. Yeah. I do think it makes, like, the movie itself, I mean, I know the story already, but I feel like if you're paying attention and you're, like, into shit like this... Yeah, it makes sense. It's I like mean, it, it I didn't sense. know much of the plot at all. I knew yeah. going in that um, UA was the traitor. I'd heard that before. That was, oh, okay. So I just I had known that he was, but I mean that's not even much of a secret. Not really. And, I mean, yeah, and it happens early enough on that I wouldn't even consider it too much of a big right. It's not like the end of the movie. Yeah, that's just the first act sort of thing. Right. So I kind of. I knew that he, like, for... I had no idea why. I just knew that he was out to assassinate somebody or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't really know specifically what was going on. I just knew, this guy is the traitor. <laughs> it's like, right, so I was right. like, okay. <laughs> but that's kind of about all I really... Because I didn't remember the freaking old TV cut that I watched before at all. Yeah. Just weird little snippets of it that were just... That was weird. There's a yeah. flying fat man with... <laughs> I love him, yeah. There's a crazy girl with blue eyes and a knife in the desert. All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, just a few little snippets of images, but... Do they... They don't think they explain the blue eyes at all Um, in the movie. Like, do they? Did Like, it's they just... Do? Okay. There's just so much spice on the planet that it just affects them. Yeah. It's like, that's what I got out of it, anyway. It's because they're living in the desert. Right. Like, with, around the, the worms and yeah, the spice just, and the stuff. Yeah, the spice is just all over, and it's turning their eyes blue. Yeah. Then, but if they lived in the cities, um, they wouldn't get that. Okay. So, like, the 
like the Harkonnens lived there when they were um, prior to the events of the movie. They were ruling Arrakis and that little castle thing that has the shield wall and stuff like yeah. they were living there but they don't have the blue eyes because they're just hanging out in their fucking castle yeah yeah because there was the their desert guide when they first get there he's got like the blue eyes and they're like yes. oh you're from and he's like no i've just lived here long enough right, that i've right. gotten that it but yeah he's like he's the kind of the the liaison between duke and fremen right um, at like, least what they know of with Fremen. Yeah, and, and like even that guy, I liked him as a character. Yeah, he, he kind of stood out and like I yeah recognized him and just went, oh, it's hey, it's that guy. It helps that they got uh, fairly good actors. I mean, like the, <laughs> yeah. that's Max von Sydow and and like the Duke is Jurgen Prochnow. They're all like established actors for the most part, and so you get these people that can really inhabit a character. Quickly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just felt like this like wow this is a really like good production value movie and yeah they uh they spent a lot of money on it so, yeah. so yeah. they definitely you know <laughs> attempted uh to do whatever they could i mean yeah yeah so it lots of effects shots and stuff right like the worms busting through the sand and... i love all that shit <laughs> little little they don't look like models, but I know that they are. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're nice. They're yeah, they look cool. Nice. Uh, I still love those freaking space babies that float around. And <laughs> the guild engineers? The, the weird yeah. mouth or whatever. That mouth, it's yeah. It's like, the fucking best. Like, whoa, damn. And I don't remember how they're described in the book, but I wouldn't be surprised if... if uh, they weren't quite as wacky because <laughs> David Lynch <laughs> likes shit like that, like right? Weirdo. Right. Like I, I have a feeling that was like David Lynch just yeah. taking what was not very visually clear in the book and doing his like, own thing with it. I feel like it's fairly described in the book, but I don't, I don't remember. It's been too long. Yeah, because I don't think that they're floating like mutant things in the in the sci-fi channel one and that one is a lot more uh, closer to what the book is if i remember right mm -hmm. but i don't know it's been it's it's been the yeah. same amount of time since i've seen that that i've read the book and stuff so yeah yeah, those, those guys weird. are the best. Yeah, I love, <laughs> love those things. Yeah. I just love that scene where it's just like giant mutant guy just floating in space shooting laser beams off. And right, yeah. I was like, oh my god, this is so cool. When Yeah, when they're traveling to Dune. Yeah. That, and he's like shooting all that sh They have the close-up of his mouth and all that fucking light rays and shit are yeah, coming out of his mouth. That whole scene was like... <laughs> That's the best, yeah. It was like, oh shit, like... So yeah, I I actually really got into this movie. I was just totally yeah. I was I was hooked on it after like, and I always have my usual like I got to build up into it. To get yeah, into it, but. and it's it's a slow movie, um, especially at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, especially if you don't know what the fuck is going on, you know, just dropped in. I don't know. I mean, I kind of feel like that helped me with it, not really understanding all the different... Oh, really? Like, because then I was like, oh, I wanted to know. Oh, and okay. So it's telling me things, and I'm not 
bored by it because I'm like, oh, okay, that's what this is. Oh, that's okay. what the, so it was actually putting pieces together. Yeah. And so I actually kind of didn't find the beginning as boring as I sometimes do oh, okay. find things. It was, it was maybe after like a good 20 minutes that it felt a little bit slower and then it picked back up after they get to Dune. Yeah, because they don't get to Dune until maybe about 45 minutes in. Yeah. So there was like a little lull where I was kind of like, okay, it's kind of slow, but it was towards the beginning, but it wasn't yeah. like right at the beginning, so it was a little weird. It kind of had like a, my interest curve kind of dipped a little <laughs> yeah. bit and then went back up. But It picks up though, like once they get to Dune and then especially after the Duke is killed and then um, Paul and his mom, Jessica, are, are like they go off with the Fremen, like mm-hmm. everything after that, I mean, it's pretty... It's yeah, just pretty yeah. fast. Not, I don't want to say fast-paced, but, like, it moves. <laughs> it definitely moves. and They're, they're cramming <laughs> a lot of stuff in. Yeah, and like, yeah. I mean, we, we, he goes from just random exile to, like, leader of army in, like, what, 15 minutes or something. Right. And in, in the book, I mean, that's, like, he's out in the desert for a few years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not the, the way... They may have said that. It, I think they said it was like it's like and Paul spent like two years gathering yeah. this army. I was like, okay, that that we gathered an army. It's been two years, great. But he, it just it happened so quickly that it uh, it seems like oh okay he's just <laughs> here's all these dudes let's go. Yeah, it doesn't seem like much time passed because he looks exactly the same and yeah, yeah, it's not like he looks all grizzled or anything. Yeah, you know, at, at, in when it starts up, you see like the desert people and they've got like the, they've got the desert suit and they describe it and how, it yeah, the still stuff. suit. Yeah. And it's like, it was kind of like all the, uh, uh, the Atreides guys come off the ship and they, they've got it on, but it's like, it's all black and shiny and yeah. like, brand new. And then like the desert people, it's all brown and just like yeah. covered in dust, and, <laughs> and it's just kind of like I was a little disappointed that at the end, like uh, Paul's isn't that way too. Like, because yeah. I looked, at him, I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like they've got the new suits, and yeah, they just yeah. haven't used them yet. And <laughs> like this is fresh off the factory, and this is what it's gonna look like after you've used it for like a year or something. <laughs> and then it's like he's still got the black thing on at the end. I was like, oh, <laughs> he keeps it clean with his mind. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. He's Muad'Dib, you know? He, yeah, he can't have a fucked up suit. He's yeah, got to keep it fresh. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a, a, a people to lead. <laughs> right, right. Uh. Yeah. Fucking, yeah. So the uh, the villain, main villain is uh, Baron Vladimir Harkonnen. Yeah. Floating, was... floating fat man. Yeah, he was... Uh... He's pretty awesome. Yeah, I loved him. He was that line where he's just like standing there, just kind of in shock. Like his advisor goes, "Like, am I alive?" <laughs> like, a, yes. Like, yeah, I'm alive. <laughs> oh, right after the poison tooth. Thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. I love him. He's he's a cool character. Yeah, flying around because he's so fat. <laughs> He's awesome. Oh, the freaking heart plugs. Like, yeah. Like, oh, everybody, we just, like, put a drain in your freaking heart that yeah. I can pull whenever I want. It's fucking nuts. Like, uh, the freaking, like, that cat and the mouse just, like, taped to each other in the right. body. Like, it's like, here, you must take care of this mouse, this cat. Like, what? <laughs> it was just like, what on earth? 
<laughs> yeah, he says something about you gotta milk the cat. Or yeah, something. yeah, you gotta. Like without it, it would like some poison would kill him or something. Yeah. It was like it was something weird like that. Poor cat getting spiced. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. That was just some crazy weird ideas and. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I I liked it. I had a lot of fun with it. It's a cool movie. It's a cool movie. I still don't know if it's good. Like, cause it's good. I like it. I enjoy it, and I'm not bored by it at all. But like, I don't know. It's <laughs> it so kind of weird. It's so weird like, and emotionally I, detached. And it's I, like I feel like I'm being told all of these things, but I'm right, not actually. Right really involved and the characters seem detached from everything i don't yeah, know it's, i'm it's, not sure like usually i think oh if i see this movie again i'll see even more and get more out of it this one i'm not sure it might that detachment might yeah wear on yeah, like because getting to it without any of that knowledge and stuff right. makes it feel fresh and yeah i could understand that because the world is so weird and stuff right and just every around every corner there's something new to go whoa what's right, this right um, right and having that knowledge going into it might have made it uh, less enjoyable. Yeah. So, which is weird because that's like the exact opposite of what everybody is saying. It's like, oh, I hated this movie, but uh, maybe if you've read Dune, you'd like it more. And I'm like, right? Oh, no, no, I think I might have liked it less if I actually read the novel first. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting because I think I don't know because I feel like. Knowing the book, I feel like a lot of the things are so glossed over in the movie that that without that foundation, they don't make sense. But at the same time, if they don't make sense, it doesn't really matter because it's glossed over in the movie. <laughs> right, it's And, like, it's not central necessarily central, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. So, uh, but, yeah, it's definitely a... Made me curious to see more of uh, the Dune world. See more of the Dune world? Yeah, I well... I guess the book would be the place to go. Uh, there, the... there are the books. Frank Herbert wrote six um, mm. books from 65 to 85. Mm. He died in the mid-80s, so... Mm, okay. Um, yeah, so he wrote... The last one, and then and then his kid and somebody else have written like I don't know thirty fucking. <laughs> Most of them are prequel books, um, mm. but then there there's a couple that are set after. Right. Like that Machine War, they wrote a whole trilogy of books about mm. that, mm. and like to me, I don't know who the fuck would want to read that because <laughs> the whole thing about Dune is that it's it like, has that's a, a history. thing in yeah. the past. I don't necessarily want to read three long as fuck books about like I mean two thousand pages or something about like I don't know. It didn't make much sense to me, but hey, they're selling books. So. Yeah, they are out there. Uh, oh, there's some video games. There's a few, yeah. There's a few games, and I I played one of them on the Genesis once. Oh, the the old Dune. Yeah, it like was the, like a, it was an RTS. And I, yeah. I just played it for like a couple of minutes, so I didn't really. Uh, yeah, like the old. You're like routing spice. Yeah. To wherever to improve your economy, and then some yeah. asshole neighbor comes by and starts shooting you up, and. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
damn you! <laughs> Probably the hard- as RTSs do. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, I played that a little bit. I don't remember much about it other than that. Like that's yeah. pretty much all I remember. Maybe that's all there was. Yeah. But yeah. Um. There's. There's uh, two Sci-Fi Channel miniseries. Mm-hmm. There's one based on the first book, and then the second one is based on the first, the, the second and third books together. Mm-hmm. So that is another avenue. And they're also producing a new version, uh, feature film, uh, oh, right yeah. now. They yeah, just started yeah. shooting a couple weeks ago. And so that will be out uh, next year. Yeah, yeah, I did hear, uh, did hear about that when I was... So, yeah. Went on to Wikipedia to find this. Uh, so maybe it'll be good. Maybe. Maybe not. Also quite possible <laughs> in this day and age. <laughs> yeah, it's the guy who who directed the, the new Blade Runner movie, mm. which was... Was pretty highly reviewed, as I... It was. I saw it, and it was, it was like, simultaneously fucking awful. <laughs> And like really cool, <laughs> and so I don't really know how I feel about it. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't like that movie, but at the same time, there's some really cool things about it, and that I ended up kind of liking it by the time it was over. But hmm. I mean, it's long as fuck too. So like, probably at least the first half, I was just like, "Why am I watching? This is awful. <laughs> what the fuck?" And then it just kind of kept going. I don't know. So that doesn't give me a lot of faith for his version of Dune, but who knows? Maybe, maybe they won't. I don't know if there's if they're trying to squeeze it all into one movie or if they're going to do multiple movies. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, they are currently uh, in production. Something to keep an eye on. Yeah, yeah. I'll, uh, that's see now. That's a thing that I'm not sold on. So I'll watch that trailer. Yeah. Usually, I don't give a fuck about trailers, but that's one I'll watch because I'm curious to see what they, do, what you know, how yeah, they realize uh, things and stuff. Yeah, I, I have a feeling this uh, 84 film will be my visual. Uh, yeah. Idea of Dune whenever I. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty cool visually. Like David Lynch is good with surreal stuff. Right. And there's a lot of weird, surreal uh, stuff th- throughout this whole movie. Right. Just a ton of, like, dream sequences. and Yeah. I really like that when the, when they have the, the water and the dream and it's, like, black. And then, like, the, the light on it is just white. So it's it's almost black and white, but it, it almost looks like oil or something. Right. right yeah. yeah. I like that a lot. And there's that weird, like, you see the little fetus in that pool of red goo and it's just like oh right when when the weird yeah when she the the fetus is waking up to the power of the yeah Benny Gesserit yeah I think there was like a little uh like precognition thing of it too earlier in the movie where it was just like what the hell was that and then it comes back and it's like oh dang that's what that was (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah she's a cool character yeah Oh, and the whole weird melting hand scene where he puts his hand in the box. <laughs> yes, the little test, yeah. Yeah, it's it's cool, you know. I, I feel like... I think it's a lot more well-liked now than it was at the time. And I think it deserves it. Yeah, I, I certainly enjoyed it. So, 
Would you be curious to watch the three-hour one again? The, the TV know. cut? I don't know. I might be... I don't know that I'd want to sit through and watch it, but... Yeah. I would be curious what differences it has structurally, just to see what see what it changed, but... Yeah, yeah. I don't know that I actually want to sit through three hours of it to find <laughs> out, but I am kind of curious what yeah. was different about it. <clears throat> well, there was a thing on this, on this Blu-ray where... It had deleted scenes. I did not watch them, but I started them. And at the beginning, they had um, one of the producers was explaining how um, how they were assembling the cut initially, mm. and how they knew at some point that they would have to edit it down because it was way too long obviously and so when david lynch was still involved he rewrote that scene where the scene towards the end when when muadib takes the water of life the, mm, right. uh, the Benny jesuit ritual and the worms come and sort of like commune with them and they're all just hanging out right <laughs> like hey <clears throat> what's up guys <laughs> So, like, that scene was added, and it kind of... Because he doesn't take the water of life in the original version of the movie. All of that shit is, like, he does it with, the like, his mom and stuff like that. And they're in the fucking castle or some shit. Mm. <laughs> and so, like, anyway, that one scene encompassed all of these other elements that then they were able to cut out like a big chunk of the movie mm. because they just c threw it all into this one scene and just kind of tied up all these loose ends. Yeah. And so I don't know if the, the, the three hour one, the Alan Smithy TV cut, if they, if they like reinstated that with all that part or what, yeah, I don't know. I, I have a feeling that, that, I mean, I'm sure that's not the three-hour cut that uh, no, it's David not, Lynch no, it is definitely gave not. to the studio. Definitely not. That's the version I would be curious to see. Yeah, well, <laughs> you and everybody else, <laughs> no, but we're not going to see that one because yeah. David Lynch uh, basically... He kind of washed his hands of it. And yeah, it he doesn't want to talk about it. You know, anybody asks him, he just will be like, eh, whatever. And, he, he, and I just... I, I don't like when people are like that. I mean, they can do whatever they're going to do, but but yeah. I feel like I, the the successes and the failures of an artist are important to to whatever they end up doing. And so I feel like the yeah the whatever he feels uh, this failure of Dune was, he should uh, talk about it. Yeah, there's there was one quote they had on Wikipedia of him where he did say that that was when he sold out and that he, yeah. was, that he knew going into it that uh, De Laurentiis wanted this movie that wasn't necessarily going to match up to what his vision was and that right. he would not have the final cut on it. And yeah. He kind of knew going into it that he was going to not be uh, doing that. And so he kind of, I, I have a feeling he just kind of felt like he, he was selling out on it and not really right realizing his vision and just doing it for the paycheck and it's not something he would like doing or something i don't know yeah i mean for sure this Feels is kind of like he's a little bitter about it and like he 
feel like he just made a mistake even doing it in the first place. And... Yeah, well, he's like a small kind of artistic art house sort of movie maker, and uh, this like might be his only big studio movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so like his first movie is this independently produced little fucking Eraserhead movie, and which is very off the wall and surreal and very much like oh nobody's made a movie like this before this <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> this is this guy you know and that's his debut and mm. then um then he made elephant man which is a much more traditional drama but it's um it's still very david lynch i don't know how to describe it but Mm-mm. i mean i haven't seen that since i was a teenager so i don't really remember too much about it but but uh, a little movie still. Mm. And then to go to Dune, which was a huge production right. <laughs> with all kinds of special effects. And there were special effects in his other movies, but just not to this level in all kinds yeah, of I mean, the, models and opticals. The and difference that must have been going on between just yeah. a racer head and then Dune. <laughs> like, I mean, it's right how much coordination and just as a director how much you'd have to yeah tackle and yeah i don't see him as as that type of director that like is orchestrating a giant production right. his movies are usually smaller i haven't seen all of them but i've seen almost all of them and they're usually fairly small <laughs> small movies and this movie is like the total opposite of a small movie. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I can understand why he thinks it's a mistake or whatever, but I don't know. It's it's pretty fun. It's a, I mean, I don't know that fun is a good word, but you know, it's uh it's pretty solid. Yeah. If you're into it. If you're not into it, I could see people not liking that. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> It's definitely not going to win anybody over like a Star Wars or something where, you know, suddenly you're a sci-fi fan. Right. It's, yeah, I think you kind of already got to have a love for that kind of strange world. I would think so. But but who knows? Maybe somebody will watch it and be like, oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, check more stuff out. It's possible. (laughs) It's possible. That book is is very well loved, and so the the right. basic story might you know intrigue somebody in the same similar, same kind of way. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like every weird little thing that showed up was fun and interesting. And yeah, like you, like you have him with that weird like not gun is like a box but it kind of shot lasers out and stuff yeah you see him like that early in the film right the weirding modules yeah and you'd have no idea what it is just like oh he's got a gun and he's dancing around and shooting stuff and (laughs) (laughs) it's like oh he's pretty good at it oh well all right (laughs) yeah and they kind of explain that later yeah then later on it comes back and you're like oh man there's this whole like thing it just like i kind of like that and yeah you realize every little thing in there, like you said, has this backstory, has right. this whole history that you just 
go, what? There's more to the. I, right. I thought it was just a freaking weird sci-fi gun, and then just all of a sudden, right, <laughs> right, he's going into this explanation about sonic waves and psychic powers. I'm like, whoa! Yeah, and the words, <laughs> and they use the words to do the, the sonic fucking yeah. booms or whatever. Sonic boom. <laughs> that that those guns are actually just in the movie. That's not in the book at all. Oh, okay. In in the you know that part in the movie right before um, when they first go into the Fremen, uh, they're like in the cave and all the dudes are there and they're like, oh shit. Yeah. And uh, something happens where then uh, Jessica like does some fucking shit and gets Stilgar yeah, in that fucking headlock yeah, and stuff. Yeah. So in the book, they teach the Fremen that it's like a martial art, but it's it's like a hand-to-hand combat that the Bene Gesserit use called mm-hmm. the weirding way. Right. <laughs> and so it's kind of like this um, thing because they're like psychic powers and, you know, mind control sort of thing. So it has mm-hmm. like that elements plus like a physical yeah. hand-to-hand thing. And so they teach them that, not they don't give them these guns and stuff. But I like those guns. They're a cool addition. Yeah, yeah. And they he definitely weaves it in with the backstory and stuff right so it feels very part of the world yeah i, I love how i just like like my name has become a killing word yeah <laughs> yeah like, oh, shit. like they just say his name and stuff blows up yeah like, that shit is dope yeah <laughs> like that was always fun yeah i, I do like that what do you shit blows up <laughs> Uh, I'm not sure if they were actually like chanting that when they were firing, but like there were parts where I could uh, sound, it sounded like they were, and it was just like yeah, sometimes they were, and sometimes they, they were, were doing that other else, yeah. yeah. They kind of you know they got to mix it up, you know. Right, <laughs> need a few other killing words too. <laughs> I love when they, because a lot of times they'd shoot those guns and it would be just like oh, okay they they got that guy or whatever, but then <laughs> like there'd be times where they'd fire the gun and like the whole fucking spaceship would explode <laughs> i was like god damn what word did they use on that one <laughs> fuck you asshole <laughs> that's crazy uh, yeah, it, was, it was just fun stuff ever I, I love that the emperor got reduced to like using a gun turret just like he's that yeah. desperate he's like oh crap i need a gun <laughs> just at, at the freaking wall of the <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing they didn't do in the movie. He like Paul becomes the emperor at the end of the book, and they don't do that in the in the movie. Yeah, he, I mean he's got like they give him this big robe, and it's like kind of clear that he's in charge, I guess. But yeah, maybe they yeah maybe it, it is it, that, but it does yeah it doesn't really say he's the emperor now. Right, it right. just like he kind of like gives the emperor the middle finger and then gets a robe and you just kind of right. you fill in the pieces yourself i guess yeah i guess maybe that is supposed to signify that but yeah in the in the book he definitely <laughs> becomes the fucking emperor and is in control of of the planet and spice and the production and the fremen and you know he's just like the dude right <laughs> yeah i don't know yeah you got to read that book it's fucking dope I've been wanting to read it again, so now I'm like, I'm all like fucking hyped up. Yeah, so it's uh, definitely full of ideas. Yeah, it's a good one. Full of crazy stuff. Yeah, and like, for such a complex story, 
I think that it holds the movie together like it's it's put together in a way that it doesn't seem to I don't know you you made sense of it it's not like it's incoherent yeah <clears throat> and I followed the plot pretty well um yeah what was going on it, it's just the world was just so deep that there you never feel like you really know what everything about it right but, right like, that's what makes it so interesting is yeah. that there's so much more to it that you're only seeing this yeah that's what yeah the surface events but there's a whole history to that world and yeah and the book is like that and i think the movie is also like that and and so in that same way they he he captures a bit of that feel yeah and that feel it's i feel that feel i feel <laughs> it's very important to the the story of dune the whole like experience of dune or yeah whatever. and my in general i've i've for a while now had this this idea that of stories as uh that to tell a story is to give the audience a question that they want an answer to and okay when you've answered all of the audience's questions your story is over like you, yeah. if you keep telling more it's, it's you're done it's over. like nobody's gonna care you you're, you've lost the story once all the answers have been given okay and so writing a good story is about balancing how many questions the audience has so that the, and how much answers they're getting and all right and, and there's always questions in dune that you're you want to see the answers to yeah and so that always keeps you engaged in it and trying to move on with it and be like oh i want to find the answers to that <laughs> and you have to be giving answers, otherwise it just feels like you're just sitting there. But Dune has a lot of answers as well. It's just like, oh, what's going on with this? Oh, right, it's this right. weirding box. It uses the power of you. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> like, so you're getting these answers yeah, yeah. over the course of it that you're just, you're like, oh, what is this? And then they'll answer that, or, or at least some of those. So you, right. you know that you're getting answers. You're getting what you want out of it. And yeah, it yeah. Just, you can keep that going. And, and there's there's a ton of shit like that in this and movie. Yeah. I think that's that is like why I was so engaged with it is that there were constant questions and constant answers to yeah. those questions coming at me. <laughs> it was like every scene was revealing something more. Yeah. And also kind of like, well, well then what's about that? What's going on with this thing? And this is hmm. totally weird. But so it, it, it fills my little idea of what a good story formula is. And well, there you go. And even if it has some weird voiceover choices here and there, it definitely does. <laughs> some strange, uh, does. some stra strange scene cuts here and there. But yeah, I mean, the last time I watched this, I wasn't super into like shitty movies or whatever, so I was a little harsher on it. But yeah, none of that. I don't like any of that stuff. I think it's bad choices, but like none of it changes my. Uh, my enjoyment of the movie you know i just right that shit it's... just rolls off <laughs> my back at this point and so yeah it's i feel like it, it's uh it's a lot better than it gets credit for being it shouldn't yeah. be you know demonized as this failed adaptation or whatever yeah it's uh it's i think highly enjoyable yeah it's cool it's fun and it's fucking weird and i don't remember if the baron like you know how in the movie he has all those fucking like boils, right? And, He's just covered and in all that shit, and it's like 
especially in that first scene where his fucking doctor is there, like, yeah, just fucking like, putting all these syringes and shit into him and, like, tending his diseases and shit that he's talking about. Yeah. Like, oh, man, that is so cool. And I don't think that that's in the book. I think mm. that's a David Lynch thing. But I can't remember. But anyway, whoever did it, that shit is, I fucking love that shit. <laughs> Yeah. He's proud of his fucking boils and uh what a I love that character though. Just a fat guy flying around. Right. How do you not like that? It's a fucking fat guy flying around. <laughs> right. That's crazy. My, oh, I just fucking love it. I love how he flies around too. He's just like, yeah, all cocky and pompous about right. it. <laughs> yeah. It's and I don't know how the fuck they did that cuz cuz like in the in the eighties, they didn't like nowadays. If they did it, they'd have wires, and then they would remove those out, wires. Yeah. But they didn't have wire removal back then. So, like in Hong Kong movies, you can see the wires if you like really look, if you know where to look or whatever. Mm-hmm. And in this movie, I was looking and I didn't see shit. <laughs> and it was incredible. I was like, "How the fuck is this dude flying around?" It was like wild. some of it, I'm pretty sure was green screen, but there's. Other yeah. scenes that I'm like, that doesn't look like green screen at all. It looks like he's actually there in that room. Right. And it's just... That's most of it. There's a couple of times when I can see a matte line, but but most of the time, he's in the fucking room acting yeah. with those people. Yeah. It's, and so it's pretty wild that they were able to, like, really... I don't know. It Maybe they just fucking made a fucking fat flying suit. Like <laughs> just built a jetpack. Yeah, I don't know. David Lynch is got some kind of a mad genius, and maybe maybe he's he's like, oh, I can whip that up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, somehow they pulled that off, though. Yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah, him flying around is really great. Like, it's it's quite impressive. Yeah, yeah, that's, just, that's some. Like I said, there's some really good effects work in this movie. Yeah, for sure, for sure, and all kinds. Like it's it's yeah, like, it's like almost every type of effect is used <laughs> at some point in this movie. There's just so much, and it's just it's pretty well done, very well done. Yeah, it's yeah, it's all nice costumes, nice models nice weird flying mutated people with yeah, crazy <laughs> like, those are the best yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't know how the hell he made that mouth work but fuck it it's this crazy looking like <laughs> three-lipped mouth or something right right yeah it's awesome <laughs> you should see a racer head because there's a, like the whole thing with the razor head is there's this baby, but he is not like he he has like this fucking weird like turtle head and oh, <laughs> he's man. like not really a baby, but he's he's a baby. I don't know. It's fucking cool. <laughs> it's like it's not like it's not a very enjoyable movie to watch. It's kind of slow, but it's so fucking weird and interesting. I have a feeling that you would. Uh, if nothing else, you would like parts of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of because I think the only other David Lynch thing I've seen was Blue Velvet, which is not exactly special effects driven at all. No. That, that one, no. I don't think had much special effects at all, if any. It was. 
yeah i don't think so very contemporary setting and yeah that's the movie he did right after this one um kyle mclaughlin also the star Mm. and uh yeah so that's like his standard kind of a movie very small right um not a lot going on in terms of effects but i mean he does have some effects in those early movies but and there's some other stuff in the other ones but but yeah little movies independent the exact opposite to dune (laughs) he learned his his lesson i guess yeah he uh he he took a little uh step into the uh studio system and said nope (laughs) yeah i would be interested in seeing his version though because because he his his movies have a very unique like david lynch voice to them that are you know it's kind of unique and i would be interested to see how his would version would play out and stuff right i'm not sure if like because because he did the three hour cut but i'm not sure if he ever intended like that to be an actual like this is the movie that he no made. i don't like, think so i think even that he made as a rough cut and yeah if he had had a final cut on it that would have been cut down i would imagine so amount. yeah that that i i so I agree with perhaps that, that three-hour cut is not exactly what right. W- it wouldn't well, have been his vision yeah. completely in a way, but right because he turned in that rough cut. I don't think he was like, "All right, here's the movie." Right, because um, yeah, but uh, and he knew he wasn't getting a final cut on it when he went into it. Right. He knew that that was going to be the De Laurentiis folks. Yeah, chopping it up so he was just giving them the the raw I feel <laughs> what I and I don't know but I feel like he gave them that like okay here's my first cut of the of because usually the when they make a movie like because there's initially the assembly cut where they just put everything together and that was like four and a half hours or something yeah yeah and like that's not an actual version of the movie. That's a bunch of just random shit without special effects and all kinds of, yeah, it's like literally everything they shot. And so then from that, he made the first edit, like, okay, this is three something hours. And then, yeah, definitely would have iterated down from there. But I think at that point, De Laurentiis was like, they just didn't have faith that he was going to deliver whatever they wanted. And mm-hmm. so they just said, ah, oh, fuck you. Like, why did we, you know, waste our time with you? <laughs> Let's just, you know, edit this fucking thing ourselves. And so, you know, I don't know. It worked out, I guess, but I always would like to see the original version. Yeah, that would be nice. And he's been asked, David Lynch has been asked to make a, a, director's cut but he right uh, he's like just declined he yeah, doesn't he, even want to he doesn't want to yeah. do it doesn't want to talk about it yeah oh it's sad that's his prerogative he has other things to do yeah but yeah you never saw twin peaks or anything like that no no i never saw never saw that one i never saw it either but that they was did, like the big they did remake the their thing. like or rebooted or something and no they did a a sequel series like last year or two years ago or something david lynch directed all those and yeah it's the continuation yeah because and i haven't seen it so i'm not sure but 
the original TV show was supposed to be so many seasons, and they got canceled, mm. and then so like a bunch of shit was unanswered, and then uh, somehow or another they ended up like, oh, you can make some more, and then obviously they didn't just follow on what they were gonna do because everybody is fucking 30 years older now <laughs> right <laughs> but um i think it's meant to kind of cap things off right and right stuff like that. yeah but uh, you know i'm sure it's suitably weird the, the parts of twin peaks that i have seen are uh pretty weird and uh mm. very intriguing i i want to watch it but mm. There's like this little midget dude that like talks backwards and shit, and <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty fucking wild. Damn. And it's uh, it's it, it's set in the Pacific Northwest, and this guy's like investigating a murder, but uh, there's all this weird shit going on. Yeah, like when it was actually on, like in its day, like I just thought it was some like. Uh, regular old crime yeah. drama like a csi kind of <laughs> normal thing and i was just like right, oh, right. whatever <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, no. no it's not like that at all it's its own thing so one of these days oh i'll watch it yeah oh. did you ever play deadly premonition no the sweary game no oh man it's very twin peaks-esque he loves <laughs> twin peaks and uh it's a, it's a, that's a fucking great game. <laughs> you want a recommendation of a game? Fucking Deadly Premonition. <laughs> Everybody should play Deadly Premonition. Great game. Very fucking weird. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it, but it's awesome. <sighs> well. Yeah, guess we're uh, kind of done. I guess, I guess. Um, I'm not sure what else to say about it. Yeah, I don't know. Fucking, yeah. Muadib uh, says adios. <laughs> yeah. I never heard such shit.